come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. My name is Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And it is a glorious day, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a Saturday when we're recording this. And um I, I just want you to know that I almost said my name was Smoochie. Smoochie? Yeah. I don't I don't even remember. That's like from an inside joke, but that's I've, from like from last night. Last night, yeah. I know, but I've already forgotten. It was like Smoochie Boochies, which you probably don't get that reference anyway, so so, so I don't even know why we have that inside joke. It's it's okay. not relevant to you. I bet our listeners know Smoochie Boochies. I bet they do. Just watch. Okay. Just watch. Send those emails in. Fantastic Cruising at gmail.com. And speaking of emails, we got some emails this week. Yes, we got two emails. Two emails. And what's the first one? The first one is from Jennifer that says, I did it. What did you do, Jennifer? Hello, fantastic friends, Reno and Luna. Oh, look at that. She mentioned Reno and Luna. I know. We do have Zilly, too. And Guinness. And Guinness. Don't forget them. Zilly Shed. All by herself. All on her own. All by herself. Okay. She said, I'll keep this short and sweet. I jumped in and booked a cruise for 2022. Woo! Norwegian Escape. Nice. Actually, we took our first cruise on the Escape. It's a great ship. We will be going to Porta Plata, DR, St. Thomas, Tortola, and Great Stirrup Cay. Nice. This cruise embarks from Port Canaveral, so that means we can drive. Very good. It's a seven-day cruise, and we have been to two of the ports before, but I wanted to keep it simple for our resume to cruising. It's a long way away, but I'm super excited. Right? And, you know, the odds are that cruise will go. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. What were the port stops again? Oh, I just went out of it. It was Tortola. I've never been to Tortola. I would Um, love to go to Tortola. DR. Puerto Plata. Puerto Plata and Dominican Republic, which I've been to Dominican Republic, but only in carnival sports, which is not that one. Um, Although it might be, no, Amber Cove and, yeah, I don't know. Um, St. Thomas, Great Stirrup Cay. Been to St. Thomas, have not been to Great Stirrup Cay. Tortola. And Tortola, yeah, so that's cool. That sounds like a great cruise. Congratulations and uh, kudos to you for getting back into the cruise. And good luck. Yes, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That 2022, it's got to be, we got to be cruising by then, right? I feel like we said that last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I Look, it, look. I, I am not going to make any predictions or pretend to know any answers that I don't know the answer to, but it's looking like that is a good, there are good odds in favor of that happening. I mean, 2022. Right. That's right. like... Almost a full year away. Right, exactly. And things are looking up in general. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see. 
All right. And then we got another email too, right? Yes. We got an email from Quincy. Okay. And Quincy says, what's your favorite cruise song and activity? Wait a minute! Didn't didn't he address that? To... That's the subject. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't I haven't gotten there. Sorry, sorry. And then the email itself says, "Hey, Luna and Reno." So once again, Luna and Reno, getting all getting all the love instead of Kimbra and Matt, but also forgetting Guinness and Zilly. No, no, that that's funny. It's that, because people don't like snakes. It's funny though because we got two emails in the same week. First time anybody's ever addressed an email to our pets. That's not true. It's Mary not? Miller did it a few weeks she ago. She did. That's right. That's right. Mary, you are the trendsetter. Also to Luna and Reno. Also to Luna and Reno. So this is a new thing. All right. Somebody's got to give some love to Zilly and Guinness. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> Luna and Reno. I have been listening to some old Zach Brown band, like Island Song and Where the Boat Leaves From, and can't help but catch a cruise bug. What kind of m- music do you guys like to listen to while on a cruise? And do you have any cruise activities that put you in that mood where the world just fades away? Well, first of all, that second song he mentioned, Where the Boat Leaves From, uh-huh. that reminds me of Tommy Casabona and the Always Be Book podcast because <laughs> he always plays that, which is which is a good vibe for me. Um, I don't know. Do you have a Do you have a song you think of when you go to the beach? Every time I go to the beach... Um, the song that I think of is actually, it's also Zach Brown band. It's called toes toes. Yeah. It's just, it's a beachy song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you, you played it for me and I, cause I didn't know it by the name toes, but you played it and uh, I recognized it. It's so. beachy, right? It is beachy. Very much beachy. Not yep. your type of music. No, I, I look, I like, I like that kind of music when I am, when it's appropriate, you know, it's like. It's like Christmas music during the right time of year for a much limited, more limited time than maybe some people like it. I like Christmas music. When I am on vacation at the beach on a cruise, I like islandy music. I mean, I like that somewhat all the time. But um, but yeah, even, even stuff like that, that wouldn't normally be... Five o'clock be, somewhere? You know what? I actually bought the song, Where the Boat Leaves From, on iTunes... Because I enjoyed it so much from listening to Always Be Booked podcast. So you need to go to a Zach Brown band concert with me because I really like Zach Brown band. And I would consider all it. of these songs that we're talking about. If it's on the beach, can it be on the beach the concert? If it's on the beach, yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. I, now, look, when I think of beach music, uh, the first name that comes into my head is Jimmy Buffett. But really, I don't know that there's a song that I think of when I get to the beach. I'm usually not thinking about music so much. But what I like to hear when I'm in that beachy mood is anything on the steel drums. I love some steel drums on the beach. What and did we watch the other day that they had steel drums at the wedding? Monk. Yes. Yeah. That was, was amazing. A, yeah, it was Monk and Captain Stottlemyre was getting married. Right. And um, Randy was playing steel, the steel drums. Steel drums. Yes. But also, I like reggae quite a bit. Yeah. You know, a little bit of ska that, here and there. That's kind of good, good beachy stuff. Yeah. I, I, I love me some reggae, some good reggae music. Or, yeah, anything with steel drums, though. You know, Caribbean calypso music, anything like that. And I, um, you know, happy, fun music. There's some cruise songs I think of, too. When you get on the ship, there's... And it changes over time. Like, there's songs that they always play and then... 
as time goes on that those songs sort of change into new songs and stuff but you know so yeah there's songs i hear sometimes that go i go oh cruising yeah and then the other half of that question um cruise activities that put you in that mood where you would where the world just fades away like so, what activities yeah so for me the the main thing that i love to do on the ship is going to be sitting somewhere on deck with a view of the ocean and not, you know, not a window between me and the ocean, preferably. So I can feel the breeze. I can smell the ocean. I can feel the salt on my skin. And uh, laying out there with nowadays my iPad drawing. Right. So what activity now can you do that makes you feel that way? Oh, when I'm not on the cruise? Yeah. That's- oh, that's what's get, what makes you feel like you're on a cruise, not oh, what do you okay. like to do on a cruise. I thought the question was, on a cruise, what makes you feel like you're just getting away from I can everything? read it again. Go ahead, read it again. Let's see. I think I'm right. Okay, what kind of music do you guys like to listen to while on a cruise? <laughs> and do you have any cruise activities that put you in that mood where the world just fades away? See? Okay, fine. See, I was right. What is your cruise activity that puts you in the... Well, I didn't think that's what the question was, so now I have to think <laughs> about it. <laughs> Well, how are you going to answer the question the way you thought it was? Anything asked? on the water, okay. like going yeah. going out on the boat for a day, going kayaking, diving, snorkeling, just anything that's on the water, which is kind of what you said, just laying there and watching the water. Yeah. I like to listen to my audio books. So I like to sit there and listen to books and just watch the, the water. Yeah. You know, I, I guess if I was going to answer it from, from the way you interpreted the question, when we were a little bit, when we were at like John's Pass, we've been to John's Pass a lot lately because we've had people visiting and we go to John's Pass, this little touristy spot over near St. Petersburg. But also whenever Charlie and Bev were down and we were at the pool and sitting in the pool, especially sitting in the hot tub and just talking to everybody. And then like we went up and got a beer. Well, not a beer. We got some drinks from the bar. Like, that wasn't on a cruise, but... It felt very cruisy, though. There are things we would have done on a cruise. Like, we were supposed to cruise with them. And so that's, you know, I could... Charlie and I would have been up at the bar, and you probably would have been with us ordering, a, you know, ordering some drinks and stuff and sitting in the hot tub. And, I mean, we were talking about cruising, which that's what we do on a cruise. We, we talk about cruising. We met new people, you know, that came down with them. So those are all things that kind of take me to that little cruising part of my brain yeah but yeah I, I would agree with you too you know when we get out on the kayak or any anything on the water in the water especially if it's salt water it's gonna kind of give me that same general vibe scuba diving gives me that vibe you know i said that yeah so yeah there you go good all right, so those are the emails that we got. Now, we also got a, a nice uh, post from our friend Dan, who has a podcast as well. Yes, Unkdi. The Unkdi podcast. The, re- the real Unkdi. The real Unkdi. Don't go to the just the Unkdi. Or the or, fake Unkdi. Right. Go to the real Unkdi podcast and check his podcast out. But uh, he actually ordered some merch from us. He ordered the little per permade, which is a little sticker that I drew up of a, of a cat mermaid, a permaid. <laughs> and, uh, and he also got the Day of the Dead mermaid. He must like mermaids. Who doesn't? I mean, right? I mean, we both like mermaids a lot, too. Uh, he got that shirt. So, and it just reminded us, hey, we have a, 
we have a merch store. And if you didn't know that, we're going to let you know that we do have a merch store. And you can go buy merch, support the podcast by giving us a couple bucks and also by representing this cruising podcast. And, and uh, hopefully it's, it's stuff that you like. Just go on over to, let's see, what's the easiest way? Just go to, I think if you go to Teespring. No, you can't no? find it by going to Teespring. You can't. You have okay. to get there directly from the link. So if you go, go to the Fantastic it's in, Cruising it's linked Community. In, it's linked in every podcast episode. It's linked in every um, Fantastic Studios video. There's yes. a link to our Teespring It's also store. in the announcements on the Facebook group. Yes, if you're in the Facebook group. It's in the announcements there. So multiple ways you can find the store. I think the easiest one for most people is probably just to go to the show notes from either the podcast or any of our videos. Probably. Fantastic Studios. If you find like an old Cruise Geek video that was that was still around, it might not be on that. But any of the videos that have come out in the last couple of years or so. So there you go. So check out our merch. And thank you, Dan, for uh, helping us out. Uh, now, what's the main topic for today? How to get kicked off a cruise ship. Yeah. Have you ever been kicked off a cruise ship? Five times. <laughs> the The thing is, if you get kicked off a cruise ship, very often you will not just get kicked off the cruise ship, you will be banned from ever cruising with that cruise line again, especially if it's one of the more severe Offenses. So I'm surprised you didn't ask me about those times I got kicked off. The I know ship. you haven't been kicked off a cruise ship. I, I have five times. You have not been kicked off a cruise ship five. Oh, are you saying at the end of the cruise? <laughs> that Cheeky didn't. That monkey. didn't go the way I was planning. No, but for. yeah, I see. I see where you're trying to drag <laughs> that. Yeah, I've been kicked off a lot of cruises myself. If you're going. <laughs> By those, we should have put that on our list. End of yeah, cruise. We should have. We should have. We should have. Let's, added that let's in put there. it in there real quick. Okay, we have 18 things listed, <laughs> but we actually have 19. The 19th way is to, well, your cruise ends and you get kicked off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so clever. You're a clever girl. Clever girl. <laughs> so we have come up with 18 different scenarios where you can get kicked off of a cruise ship. We're not saying these are the only 18. Obviously, there's another one. But um, these are some of the ways that, that you definitely can get kicked off a cruise ship. And for many of them, we have examples of people getting kicked off the cruise ship for these exact reasons. So if your goal is to get kicked off a cruise ship or not get kicked off a cruise ship, you will want to listen carefully because some of these are obvious. Some of these may surprise you. Some of these you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I've ever done any of these that could have gotten me kicked off a cruise ship, unbeknownst to me. But I don't, I don't think know. I have either. But it's possible you could, you know, some of these. Now, the first one is maybe the most likely one that that would get me kicked off a cruise ship. And this one, I don't know. I I almost said we shouldn't include this one because it's not really getting kicked off a cruise ship so much. It's just missing the ship. Whether you're missing the original debarkation or you're missing a port debarkation, if you miss the ship, you are essentially kicked off the ship. However, you can get back on the ship if you can get to the next port stop. So I don't know. Is, is this Maybe we're cheating with this one a little bit. Maybe we should have had 17 things. What do you think? I, I mean, it, it depends. 
Because your option if you miss the ship is either you're done or you have to figure out how to catch the ship. Right, but they're not like they're not specifically kicking you off. No, but the they ship. didn't wait for you. They didn't. They're not going to wait for you. You're you're not that special. Okay, so, so it was kind of like you missed the ship. See you bye. Right. There's like two to five thousand other people sailing on that ship as passengers. You are not important enough to stall the cruise for them. So. But the rest of the the rest of the things on the list are actually the cruise line saying you are going to get off the ship at the next port and you cannot get back on. Yeah. For the most. There's one kind of exception there, too, as you'll find out from an interesting story. But uh, let's let's go ahead and start with the number two. Okay, Number two is drugs. Drugs. So bringing drugs on, doing drugs, selling drugs transporting smuggling drugs i mean really you could just say bringing drugs on you can't do any of those other things if you don't bring them on i mean you could buy them from someone else and then do some of those things okay possessing drugs on board okay no yeah but definitely using them smuggling them and we found a couple examples of this of some surprising but a surprising amount of them yes a lot of them having to do with crew members getting arrested and stuff for smuggling drugs. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, there are also plenty of passenger examples, but the, my favorite one are the three Canadian ladies who sm- decided they were going to smuggle 210 pounds of cocaine into Australia from Southampton on uh, the Sea Princess in 2016. Okay, so they, they would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids... Meddling kids being them. Right. Because, well, they weren't kids. I think. They told on them. They were so one of them 25, was 27, 20, okay. 20, 30, 25 or something there like that. There was one older one, too, I think. But anyway, anyway, how did they get busted? Well, you said they posted it on their social media. That's right. I didn't actually find That's that right. part of it. I saw oh. pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah. They were so stupid. <laughs> How how current is this story in other in other areas? Uh, they were so stupid that not only did they break the law, <laughs> but they posted it on social media because I guess they thought they were above the law, they could get away with it, or nobody would look at social media, which is kind of I don't know. Anyway, social media will get you in a lot of trouble. It can get you in some trouble, especially if you're breaking the law. Yeah, probably shouldn't celebrate and <laughs> try and get popular from your illegal activity. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so they did, and they got in big, big trouble. 210 pounds of cocaine is apparently a lot of cocaine. So um, that was 2016. I don't know. They might be in prison now. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right, what's the next one? Um, stealing on the ship. Yes. First of all, okay, look, I, I'm not... I'm not like a fan of drugs, but, you know, there's different types of drugs and stuff. Like, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but you definitely shouldn't bring drugs on a ship. But stealing is something you just shouldn't do. Okay, just don't do it. Don't steal. And especially on a cruise, don't steal from fellow passengers. Don't steal from crew and don't steal from the ship itself because you could get kicked off. We have an example here. Yes. Kimber was Kimber was yawning. That was that was great. That was great. You can't see that because it's a podcast. But yeah, I, I like was like throwing it over to her, and I looked over, and her mouth 
was like open wide enough to eat the largest sandwich on the planet. Wow. So, you were yawning. I was yawning. Anyway. So there was a couple from Brazil that got kicked off of the celebrity solstice in New Zealand for stealing an expensive handbag. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. First of all, it's illegal. So was that in a like in a gift shop or somebody I, else's? That's my understanding. It okay. was in the gift shop. It was. A, I think they stole from the cruise, from the cruise gift ship. shop. But if you steal from a fellow passenger or anything, like if you steal, if you break the law, just don't do bad things. Yeah, I mean, this, that's what I'm saying. Some of these are really obvious. Like there, there are some things we're not going to even mention. Like obviously, if you murder somebody. If you oh, there's there we go number twenty. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that will get you kicked off of the ship uh, for sure. But but this one may you know maybe you think well if I just if I just maybe steal that little knickknack maybe you have a little issue with kleptomania. I'll just steal that little knickknack out of the gift shop. It's like a two dollar magnet or something like that. Well, guess what? Two dollar magnet just cost you the rest of your cruise. Just don't do it. Just you know, have some ethics. Don't steal from the cruise ship or the passengers or in your life in general. <laughs> and then what's next we got? Next we have impersonating crew. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. I mean, I haven't done that. Not on a ship. You've done it outside of a ship? No, I haven't. <laughs> but it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I so one time I used to hang out in this area called the Central West End in St. Louis. It's like where all the the punk rock kids and the new wave kids hung out in the in the late eighties, and uh, and I'm walking down the street, Central West End, right? It's basically just bands of punk rock looking kids roaming back and forth, and uh, and getting told to move if they stop by the police, and and I run into this guy that I went to school with, and he was with a lady, and uh, and. I said, hey, I don't remember his name. And um, he was speaking to me in a British accent. He's not English, okay? So he's he's an American kid from Missouri, just like me. And he's acting like he doesn't know me, right? So I, I'm just, like, confused by this. Like, what is what is wrong with this guy? Like, I'm, I'm trying to say hi to him, and he's just acting like I'm some crazy person trying to talk to him, right? So... Next Monday at school, he comes up to me and tells me that he was pretending he was from England and was visiting and he was trying to impress this young lady by <laughs> being somebody who he wasn't. Look, don't do that. OK, that's that's wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> so and if you impersonate like you can't you're not supposed to impersonate like the police. Right. That'll get you in trouble. Yeah. And don't impersonate. Don't impersonate people of authority like the crew on a cruise ship because there can be some safety issues there. And, you know, you could do something that could put people in danger. So just don't do it. That's all I'm saying. Back in college, this is not really impersonating, but back in college, I used to go to the bars after work and stuff with my friends and we made up different names. And like there was this guy that I ended up meeting that kind of, I, I don't know, dated ish sort of for a while and for i'd say a good solid two months he thought my name was something completely different and you just let him think that yeah okay all right i mean it wasn't like like date dating it was like i saw him at the bar 
like when I went. It wasn't date day. This is not. It was sounding better. <laughs> I mean, I guess I saw him outside of the bar occasionally, but that's like where pee it on the wall or something. Can no, his car. whatever. Move on. You've you've turned this around on me. All right. Where, where are we at? Where are we at? Number five. What's number five? What's the fifth reason that we have that you could get kicked off of a cruise ship? Um, if you are banned from a country where there's a port stop. Ooh, you found this one. I did. Um, so the example that was shown is like if you're going to Istanbul and Istanbul is Constantinople now. It's Istanbul. Is you're banned from Turkey, and even old New York was once New Amsterdam. And the the what did it say? The Turkish embassy. Yeah. Um, they got wind of it. Yeah, got wind of it, and like tells the cruise people that hey, you're on this ship and you can't come. They're gonna they're gonna kick you off before you get there. Why'd they change it? I can't say. People just liked it better that way. All right. Uh, yeah. So don't so don't do that. I have heard stories of people that have warrants and police going to the cruise terminal to pick them up. Oh. And I have heard police back when you know remember when cruise ships used to be at the port by where we parked to go to work and uh, walking into work there are often would be police officers out there many help. of them yeah and so i heard them i overheard them talking about um somebody on the ship that they were going to arrest so they'll go on there and arrest you like when you get back from your cruise <laughs> or if you're really unlucky before you leave but i think it usually happens when you get back interesting so yeah so if you have that warrant out for you Probably want to take care of that before you get on the cruise ship. Probably, or just expect to go to go to jail. Enjoy you your vacation. Back. But that I don't think that that would necessarily get you kicked off, unless the warrant was in one of your port stops. Right. Or, or if they do happen to get you before you go, it probably depends on, you know, is it for a bunch of expired parking tickets or is it for some serious crime, like murder, like. Murder, or maybe even not that serious. But anyway, all right. What? Where are we at? Where are we at? Number six. Yeah. Number six, uh, you know how they have the mustard drill on all the cruises and there's always some jokers who think they can get away without going to it and then everybody's got to sit around and wait for them they cannot. to be found and brought to it. First of all, um, those people are horrible people <laughs> if they're missing it because they just think that they don't need to go. But second of all, that can get you kicked off of a ship if you just refuse to go for some reason. They will just they'll just throw you right off the ship. And these days, ever since there was that accident over in Europe, uh, now that they have to do the mustard drill before the ship leaves port. So guess what? Your butt's not making it out to sea. You got to go to the mustard drill, people. You've got to go. There was a couple that got kicked off of their second in uh, cruise in a back to back cruise on the Seaborne Sojourn. So even if you are in one of the hoity toity cruises and you think that you have all the money in the world that can do whatever you want you cannot you cannot rules is rules and safety rules are important so i know we've heard it before we all know the mustard deal we all know how it works we probably don't really need to go to be safe but they don't know who does and who doesn't so we have to go for the greater good the good of the many outweighs the good of the one yeah spock Yes. Yes. Okay. What do we got next? Next, we have participating in a fight. Oh, how about that? 
Yeah. You ever get into a brawl on a cruise? No. <laughs> I haven't seen one either. No, I haven't either. I, I am happy, very happy to say I have never witnessed any physical violence occur while cruising at all, ever. And I hope I never do. I don't like observing physical violence, you know, like unless it's like football or something, I guess. But uh, but, you know, yeah, I don't I don't like to see that anyway. But on a cruise, it's especially upsetting. And it, if you do that, it's good to know. I am very happy they have this rule. You will get your butt kicked off. There was a huge brawl that happened on an Australian cruise. It wasn't Australians. Okay, got to stand up for my people in Oz. It was some people from other parts of the world that were cruising. And uh, it was like this family that was apparently bullying a bunch of people on the ship. And they ended up getting into maybe multiple fights. But they got kicked off of that ship. So, yeah. And then you found some other less extreme examples that got people that thought they had a lot of privilege, shall we say, got kicked off a ship. Yeah, there's a reality TV star, Judy, is it Jai or Jay? I'd say Jai. Jai. I don't really know who it is, yeah. but apparently she got into a fight with, I think her. I think it said her roommate. Right. Or cabin mate. Um, and then Trace Adkins, who is a country singer, um, got kicked off for, I guess, getting into a fight with some guy that was, what was, let me, let me read exactly what it said because it's funny. I have to move my mic to get to the computer. Oh boy. Sorry. I wasn't prepared We're professional. For We're not professional. <laughs> Let's see. We don't really get um, paid. Left the ship and checked into rehab after getting into a fight with a passenger who was apparently butchering his songs at karaoke. Oh! <laughs> Don't butcher Trace Adkins' songs at karaoke. I mean, look, if you're watching people do karaoke, isn't that part of it? Like, if you can actually sing at karaoke, then the people at karaoke don't like you, right? <laughs> That's not true. I, I've, I've heard some good karaoke singers and people applaud them, but they're good for karaoke singers. Like, they're, you know, like, they're, they're usually... It's like, wow, that was amazing. But if you were on, like, American Idol, then you wouldn't have made it to the actual contest. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Karaoke is one of those things where it's like, you're supposed to be bad. Because if right. you're good, you shouldn't be doing karaoke. Yeah. Now, there's like a there's like a limit there, though, right? Like, but you, if you you're like, want to be good enough. There's also, but, there's also too bad. Yeah. Like, just don't even try. Yeah. Unless you're really, really drunk, then it's okay. Uh, depends on well if you're you that mean, if you're watching and you're really really, really drunk then no, it's okay. if, no if if you're drunk to the extent that you have no idea how bad you are then it's fine if you're just bad and you're singing and you're bad i think you're just saying that to cover your own butt no <laughs> cuz i personally if I see somebody who's really, really drunk up there and they're just terrible, like, it might be funny for a minute, but then I'm probably, like, done with that. I mean, there's a difference between, like, really drunk to the point that you shouldn't even be standing right now and really drunk where it's like you're having a good time. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends on the mood of the room and yeah, and how drunk everybody else is. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. So... Yeah, so anyway, don't get physically violent on a cruise or you will get booted off. And quite frankly, I'm glad because I don't 
I don't want to feel, I don't ever want to feel like I am in physical danger while cruising. I want to know that if somebody wanted to hit me or do something like that, that they would get kicked off a ship. Now, I will say I have heard stories where people got attacked in this case, and then because they were a part, quote unquote, of the fight, that they sort of suffered the consequences as well. I don't think that's fair, but at the same time, I don't, that's probably not the normal instance. Like if you see a fight, I don't know. I won't get into all that. But anyway, yes, I'm glad that, that you get kicked off if you are physically assaulting somebody. Yes. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. And and then the next one kind of goes along with that because you don't even have to start a fight. You can just be abusive to the crew or other passengers. So there was a story that we found from St. Petersburg, Russia, that was on the Holland America Zooterdam. Zooterdam? I don't know if I'm saying that right. And it was it was five days into a 34 day voyage, and I guess there was some something going on where people were trying to get off the ship at St. Petersburg, and the crew was wasn't letting them, or they were going first. And these passengers, I guess, got a little rowdy and maybe even pushed past some of the crew, and uh, and they basically they got called into the to the office, you know, by the the captain, and they got kicked off the ship because. They they say they got kicked off just for being verbally abusive. The cruise line says that they pushed some of the crew and that some of the crew acquired some medical attention, which we don't know if that means like a Band-Aid or a cast or what or stitches. It doesn't matter. Like there's no excuse for being verbally abusive. I get it if you have like issues with, um, you know, with customer service or something, but be a human being, okay? It's probably not them personally that's the problem anyway. And then there was now there am I, and there is there another case too? Yeah. Well, maybe this was on the Norwegian. The first one was not on a Norwegian, right? That first no, the one, first one was on an um, Holland America. Holland America. That was the sorry. We got the same story written down next to each other on the Zurdam. Okay. Then there's another case of a, I, I said that right, didn't I? Yeah. Okay, I'm just, in my brain, I didn't. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, there was a man kicked off of a Norwegian cruise line because he, his story is, it's because he called a crew member an idiot. And that sounds extreme, right? They were like, they didn't want to let him into the theater. His family was in the theater. And he was like, my family's in there, you idiot. And they were like, you're off the ship. That's kind of his story. Yeah. But that's not. Really but then there was stuff like, like, <laughs> I guess the the crew member called for security and he, like, was like, bring lots of them because I'm a big guy and you're gonna need it. And it's like, well, that's kind of a threat. Yeah. So this is where it's like, do you not realize that you just th- physically threaten them? Like, that's calling them an idiot is is rude. But then if you tell them, I am going to physically become a problem for you. Uh, that's taking it up a notch, pal. So don't, you can't do that. You cannot do that, right? Or if you do, there will be consequences. That is life. And so there was consequences for this guy. And he got kicked off the ship. Yeah. Boom. Done. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What is number nine? Um, buying a minor a drink. 
Ooh. Yeah, uh, don't buy miners' drinks on a cruise ship. Even if it's what was the case that you that you saw something about? Cousins? Yeah, there were some cousins. One was twenty two, the other was twenty. Are you okay, Reno? You gonna make it? Okay. Um, and the twenty two year old bought the twenty year old a drink. A security guy saw it and was like, "Hey, don't do that." Kicked him out of the nightclub and said, "If you're caught again, you're off the ship." So they didn't actually get kicked off the ship. But, but they, they were warned. They were told that they could. And obviously, it's illegal to buy a minor a drink. So again, you're breaking an actual law that you could get in trouble for. Obviously, that could get you kicked off of a ship. So don't, you know, don't do it. I know you're on vacation, you know, but and, and be, be aware, too, that um, even if you're in an area where the drinking age is different, that doesn't necessarily mean that a person on board can legally drink. It depends on the situation. So if you're on a ship going into the Caribbean and you're in a place that has a lower drinking age, you're still bound to the laws of the ship while you're on the ship. Sorry. That's just how it is. So, you know, they can just, just wait, just wait. You'll be 21. (laughs) I never drank before I was 21. I don't believe that for one second. But don't buy miners' drinks. I only drank once before I was 21. Wow, really? Yes. Mm. I actually, before I turned 21, I was like, I'm never going to drink. Drinking is bad and I hate it. Oh. Yeah, I was totally against drinking. I know. (laughs) No, I don't drink that much. You don't. You don't drink that much. Uh, Okay, so what is is next? Number 10. Number 10. Which is? Behaving recklessly. (laughs) Speaking recklessly. No, behaving recklessly. (laughs) Is that, did I say speaking? No, I said speaking because you kind of tripped over the word recklessly. I just finished my beer. The girl who doesn't drink that much. (laughs) She really doesn't. And it was one beer and it's a stout. It's not even that strong. Anyway, um, yeah. So what does that mean? Behaving regularly. (laughs) <laughs> it's a hard word to say sure it is sure especially it is. when you have a lot of spit in your mouth i mean if you trip over your words that's reckless <laughs> basically just doing just straight up stupid stuff yeah i mean that's that's the best way i can explain reckless but so for example there was an instagram model that got kicked off of the allure of the seas in 2019 for trying to take a picture by standing like on the railing of her balcony. Which is really stupid. It's pretty reckless. And how did she get busted? Another passenger like down the way saw her, took a picture and reported her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. She was concerned for her safety. Right. Which which she should be. Which was legitimate. Like people, people fall to their death doing that kind of stupid stuff. So um, like this passenger wasn't like, you're doing something bad, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to get you in trouble. It was more like, oh my gosh, please don't fall. Right. And we yeah. do know there are cameras all over the ship, which yeah. means that if you are on your balcony, you are st- if you're outside on your balcony, there is a good chance there is a camera that can see you or at least part of you. So, Is there a camera outside on your balcony? Not on the balcony, but there's cameras that look on the side of the ship where the balconies are. Okay. So also don't be out there naked. Well, that's kind of why I was asking that question. You won't get question. kicked off the ship for that, I don't think. But unless you unless you're like next to your neighbors and they can see very easily in there. Yeah. But um, 
But you will, you know, you, I mean, might, you might attract a lot of attention. I've only had a balcony once, and it was with a friend that I wouldn't be out there naked with. Yeah. But just curious. Like the aft balcony, I mean, you don't have any privacy. Right. If you have a balcony that's got a lot of privacy, then you're probably okay, except that there could be a camera that could see you, especially, especially if you like you know, hanging them over the rails, so to speak. <laughs> Feel the breeze. <laughs> Which way is the wind blowing? Uh, yeah, so don't do that unless you don't care. Uh, you know, fun story. When I was on the group cruise on the on the Carnival Breeze, oh, what port were we in? I don't remember which port we were in. Maybe Grand Turk. Anyway, there was a European ship that pulled up and it's one of these port stops where you know you've got the the gangplank the or what was it called the the you know the the strip of concrete that you dock the dock that and in between the two ships so you could like stand on your balcony and look across probably 100 feet or whatever the distance is to the other ship well this was a european ship and europeans in some parts of europe have different expectations about public nudity and so there were <laughs> there were several people who were not clothed on their balconies and us americans were like oh look at the naked look at the naked you shouldn't be naked then why are you looking at the naked anyway it was it was <laughs> funny it was humorous it caused some entertainment for us so um so All yeah right. just be aware of that just be aware okay okay so well, speaking of naked, <laughs> what's next? You got to turn down the volume when you're having the, you know, the hanky panky, the hanky panky. Yes, the hanky panky, because there is a case from a the TUI Mindshift Five, which I'm assuming. Now I'm recklessly speaking. <laughs> Somebody's gonna throw me off the ship, uh, which I'm assuming is a German vessel. While they were in Barbados, there was a couple who was kicked off of the ship for having too loud of sex. The rumpy pumpy was bumping the bass or something. I don't know. They left their balcony door open. They did, but still. Now, look, there's a lot of speculation about what happened. They tried to sue the cruise line. I don't think they succeeded or anything, especially since it's Europe and they don't sue you for anything. I mean, there was was one thing that I read that said... Like, they specifically stated it was consensual. So I'm like, <laughs> right. what well, they, yeah. What type of noises were you making yeah. for people to be curious about yeah. if it was consensual? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But you got to think, if you were having sex loud enough that you got kicked off of the cruise ship, there had to be some crazy kinky stuff going on there. Which, hey... That's fine. I have no judgment for you. But there maybe, are other people on the ship, and you need to be respectful uh, of maybe, that. Maybe don't do it on the cruise ship. Exactly. Yes. Keep that for home. Hopefully you don't live in an apartment. And uh, close <laughs> close the doors, you know? Just keep it down a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Those cruise ship walls are not that thick. No. Not at all. <laughs> all right, next. Next one that actually is a little more serious, and that is no smoking in non-designated smoking areas, especially in your room, especially on the balcony. If you are smoking on the balcony, you can get fined 
you can get and in your room you can get fined this is most of the cruise lines there are cruise lines that still allow you to smoke on the balcony but i don't think any of the ones that normally sail in the united states do and um not only can they find you but they can it says in like in, in um carnival bylaws or whatever their their rules for passenger um they have a name for it they have like a contract or yeah, whatever yeah like yeah they basically say they will they have the right to kick you off the ship which by the way the couple that were having the the down and dirty um they were told that basically cruise lines can kick you off for any reason they want to so you are at the mercy of the cruise i don't know if that's true for american cruises but i wouldn't be I'm surprised sure it is. yeah so uh, anyway, yeah, so don't do not do that. I mean, there's look, there's a reason that smoking is not allowed in the rooms. Fire is one of the most deadly things that can happen on a cruise ship and, or any kind of vessel at sea. Yes, you're surrounded by water, but if the ship goes down or catches on fire, you're surrounded by water. So that can be a big deal. And smoking on the balcony is also really annoying to people that, have rooms with balconies anywhere else near you. We paid for our room too. Don't really feel like smelling your smoke. Go to the smoking designated smoking areas. That's what they're there for. Smoke there. I have smelled marijuana smoke. I have smelled cigarette smoke from balconies multiple times. It is infuriating. And I don't care if you smoke, just do it in the designated spots. Like I get it. It sucks that you can't do it in your room. You got to walk somewhere and do it but i'm sorry the good of the many outweighs the good of the few or the one i'm going to quote a lot of spock today i like spock we just started watching next generation yes kimber's first time through so no spock in that but still you know what's what occurred to me actually watching that one of the reasons i think i like cruising so much is that cruising in many ways is like traveling on a starship yeah because you have you have like the planets and stuff yeah it's very, very cool. Like sci-fi Maybe that's why I like vibe. it too. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's kinda cool. Kinda I never really thought about it and then until we were watching Next Generation and I was like, Huh. This is kinda like cruising a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. So anyway. And that and there's that whole Starship Titanic game, which is I don't know why I never uh, anyway. Um so yeah, what's the next one? Next one is being too pregnant. Yeah. There was a big ordeal back in 2018 when this lady from Missouri (laughs) couldn't get on to Disney's magic because she was 25 weeks pregnant and their cutoff is 24 weeks. Now, she had a note from her doctor saying that she was okay to cruise. Cruise line said, "Uh, not by our standards. You're not going. Now, they gave her a full refund. She pitched a fit. I don't know how they knew how pregnant she was. I don't know how that works. If Maybe you... she told them. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, mean, if she had this note. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it was a huge deal, and she made it all all kinds of exaggerated claims about machine guns in the port terminal and all this stuff that I'm sure is not true, especially with Disney. But um, but yeah, if you are very pregnant, one maybe cruising isn't the best idea for your health. Because medical attention is not always the best, as we will get into soon on a cruise. Uh, Maybe you shouldn't be cruising. But also, cruise lines have restrictions. And most of them 
are about what Disney's is, which is twenty over 24 weeks, nope, you're not coming along. So she didn't even get on the ship. She didn't make it on the ship. Well, then that's not getting kicked off. But if she would have got on the ship and they would have found out she was 25 weeks, they would have kicked her off. Okay. I guarantee you they would have kicked her off. Yeah. So she would have lied and then they somehow, I don't know how they would have found out. But to me, the judgment call should should have been with her anyway. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, we know people Is, who have had babies that were way early. Yes. And, and so you don't, you don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just saying. Is is your cruise more important than your unborn child? Right. You can cruise later. Maybe not for a while because you just had a kid. But you chose to have a kid. So, you know, you got to deal with the consequences that you bring upon yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yes. All right. What's the next one? Next one is serious illness or injury. Yeah. If you get really sick or really injured, uh, you're going to get kicked off the ship because... The ship really... probably can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a story for this one. We do have a story. And it was actually some, some people that we met who came down with our friends Charlie and Bev who this happened to them. Now, this happened to them, what was it, in the uh, early 2000s? I think they said uh, early 2000s. It was, yeah, it was post 9-11. For some reason, that, that came up. It was... Okay. Then, yeah, early 2000s. And they were cruising with their son, who at the time was a teenager, thought they said he was eight. No, he was older. I think he was older. I'm pretty sure they said he was eight. But he was off on his own. I think he was, I think he was a teenager. Okay. I don't know. I don't he know. was between eight and a teenager. And 18. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, him and his friends decided. Because they considered him a kid. Yeah, but if he's if he was like okay. sixteen or something, anyways, he was. I think he was a teenager. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, because him and his friends were were playing shuffleboard, but they weren't playing shuffleboard in the way you're supposed to play shuffleboard. They were like swinging shuffleboard sticks around. Yes. Which is something teenagers would do. And right. if and if he was eight and doing it, then mom and dad should have been like, "Stop doing that." Well, they weren't around. Right, so I don't think he was eight. That's what I'm saying. Like, Maybe. So okay. anyway, he got hit in the eye with the shuffleboard stick. Yes. Which which hurts. So he came over to mom and dad and was like, you know, look at me. And his eyes all swollen shut and bloody. And he's holding it. And they're like, whoa, what happened? Now, a little bit of backstory on this. When they got on the ship, they went to one of those... Um, learn about the ship kind of things. And they were talking about how they had just gotten this new medical bay and it was so advanced that they could handle anything, right? So they're like, okay, we're taking the kid to the medical area. So they take the kid down to the medical area. The doctor takes one look at his eye and says, we can't touch that here. You've got to go back to port. And they had just left Puerto Rico. Right. So the way it works is, the way that cruise ships have to, you know, they have to get permission to dock and all this stuff. So they couldn't, like, turn the ship around in this case. So they had to send, a like, a dinghy out for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like a Coast Guard dinghy. Yeah. So they send this Coast Guard dinghy out to pick this kid up. Now, by the time they get there, it's midnight. Yeah. It's, it's nighttime. So dad is, I think, I don't know if he was retired at this point, but he was a Navy guy. So he's like, fine. That's fine. Because they had to basically, they had to jump over to the dinghy. <laughs> like yeah, like from, from the cruise ship. Like jump over there. They threw all their luggage over there. They had to pack up their luggage real quick. So dad's okay with that. They kind of, I guess they kind of handed the kid over on a stretcher or something. 
and then mom has to jump across onto the dinghy. Yeah, but this is like think about like when you're getting off of the ship onto like the the tender, how it's like choppy. You know, one is moving up and yeah. the other is moving down. Which it was doing. They said it was it was and doing it. yeah, and that's obviously a safely done tender where you walk across the bridge and they've that got jump. staff there. It's not midnight and dark. Yeah, this is like that. But your, your kid's eye is is gravely. But injured. there's like no bad. bridge, <laughs> and they're like saying jump. Yes. Like when this goes up, you go. Yes, yes, that's literally what she described it as. Yeah. So she did it. She succeeded. She made it across. They take the dinghy. They go back to Puerto Rico. Now this is going to get a little off of the cruise part itself, but basically they get to Puerto Rico. They take. They have an ambulance waiting. Put the kid in the ambulance. They couldn't take the luggage with them in the ambulance, right? So Carnival says, it was Carnival ship. Carnival says, we'll take your luggage. We'll hold it at the, the cruise terminal. So they take their luggage. They take him to the hospital. Hospital looks at the kid because he's not an adult. He's a minor. They say, we can't, we can't treat your kid because he's a, a kid. They don't take kids there. Right. So they put him back on another ambulance and they take him to what they described as the public hospital, which they said was a much different type of hospital. <laughs> and the, the way they described it was they had the kids sitting there and next to him, they have a prisoner sitting there in handcuffs with armed guards with machine guns watching over them. So and they're, this, just, they're just in a hallway. Yes, because their eye person isn't in until the morning. So this hospital can't do anything for this kid. So this, <laughs> this kid, and apparently the kid was like oblivious to it. So, uh, But, you know, mom's obviously, she's freaking out. She's really upset, which you, you can't blame her. And, uh, and, they're, and they're just stuck waiting. So finally, morning comes around and the eye specialist guy comes in and they take the kid into... I guess a room or whatever, and basically clean up the eye, and all it needs is they like stuck a bandaid on it. A bandaid, yeah. They didn't yeah. even do stitches, right? No. May have they said it might have needed stitches, but they didn't even stitch it. They literally cleaned it up, stuck a bandaid on it, boom. Bob's your uncle. You're done, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so dad is like, that's it. This cruise is over. We're gonna get on a plane. We're flying back. Mom is like. Oh, heck no. That was for you, Mom. I changed it to heck. Uh, but, yeah, so she's like, no, no, we're going to go meet the ship. So they've got to figure out how to get to the ship. Now, Which the ship, is in St. Thomas. Right. The ship has moved on to St. Thomas. And so they go to the air. Well, first they go to the cruise terminal. They get their luggage. So the carnival had their luggage for them. Then they go to the airport and they're looking for like a puddle jumper or a helicopter or something to take them from Puerto Rico over to St. Thomas. So they're going, I guess they were, they described it. There was like a line of vehicles that, you know, they, they were asking, can you take us? Can you take us? Can you take us? It was the three of them. And they're getting people saying no. And they're getting people saying yes, $300 per person. And they're like, no, 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 no. Finally, they get to the end of the line last stall and it's a helicopter and the guy's like where are you going st thomas i'm going to st thomas yeah we can we can go to st thomas 100 bucks per person they're like oh perfect boom sold done so they're like great this is great when do we go he's like right now so so they take their luggage they put it on this helicopter 
and they get in and then they look up and they notice that the helicopter is missing a bunch of gauges. <laughs> it looks like a not very new helicopter. The guy who I think was an Australian, I think they yeah. said he was an Australian. He's basically trying to log hours or he was for training, training somebody to log hours. <laughs> so they're like, Okay, but they did it, and they said it was a beautiful trip on the helicopter, which really, I mean, that's a that's not a bad price for an excursion helicopter yeah, trip absolutely. from Puerto Rico to St. Thomas for $100 per person. I mean, you can't really beat that. A little bit of stress involved for it, but whatever. They get to St. Thomas, the airport at St. Thomas. The, the helicopter guy was apparently, this guy must be a character, right? Because he's already an Australian guy over in Puerto Rico, he's called them a cab. So he's got the cab waiting for them. The cab knows they need to get to the cruise terminal. Now they are on a time crunch because it has taken so much time that the ship is going to leave port. And if the ship leaves port, then they have to figure out a way to get to the next stop. And so that's a big hassle and headache, right? So they get in the cab. The cab's going, if you've ever been to St. Thomas, it is a traffic ridden place so they're like they can see the ship but traffic is deadlocked and they're they're wondering are they going to make it are they going to make it are they going to make it they made it they made it to the ship barely barely get to the ship and uh the ship of course they had basically kicked them off the ship right so they they had they took their cards yeah all their stuff yeah all, they're as far as the ship's concerned concerned they are not part of the passenger list anymore but they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. You kicked us off the ship for something that just needed to be cleaned up and have a Band-Aid put on it with your state-of-the-art medical facilities. We just took a helicopter ride after sitting in a hospital all night over to St. Thomas, got in the cab, and made it over here. You are getting us on this ship. So they did end up letting them back on the ship. They went to guest services. They wanted a room upgrade, but the ship was full up, so they did not get a room upgrade. But they did get to enjoy the rest of their cruise. Yes. So they got kicked off the ship, but they actually were able to get back on. So in short, don't get injured. <laughs> and so I asked them, my question to them was, I mean, I had a lot of questions after hearing this story, but my main question was, how much did this cost you? Because I, this is the horror story, right? Like you got, you had to be evacuated from the ship and then you were in the hospital. Now, at least it was Puerto Rico. So it's, you know, it's an American um, place ish. Well, their insurance would have covered the hospital part. They didn't get charged for the coast guard trip at all. And they never got a bill even for the, um, uh, what do you call it? The the part you pay of the hospital bill. Copay. Copay. Thank you. They didn't even get a, a bill for the copay, so it cost them basically three hundred dollars to fly over to St. Thomas. And a, a missed day in port. <laughs> and a missed day in port. Yes. But and, you got to fly in a and helicopter. A, so. And a heck of a story. Right. <laughs> but there you go. So that we thought that was that was kind of fun and interesting little tidbit of information but yeah if you are injured or something obviously you're going to get kicked off the cruise and and uh in many cases you're not getting back on the ship because your injury is probably or illness is probably going to be really severe 
and you can't. You're going to have to be taken to a hospital and really treated. Now, next up, kind of along the same lines, we have number 15, which is breaking quarantine. Well, that's a very current issue. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and quarantine in the past, you could have gotten quarantine probably because you had like norovirus or something like that. So in the past, what would happen is you might get confined to your quarters by the doctor and you are not allowed to leave there. And if you do, well, they're probably going to kick you off the ship. Now, though, number 16, we have breaking cruise protocols, which is not just quarantine. Again, well, you, you need to say the whole thing. New cruise protocols. New cruise protocols. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is it a quarantine issue, I'm sure if you were quarantined now and you broke it, you would definitely be kicked off the oh, ship. Oh, I'm sure. If you were legally allowed to get off the ship by based on the port you were at. Right. But um, also, the the first cruise that cruised after the, the big shutdown was the MSC Grandiose, and that was last summer. And there was a family that got kicked off of the cruise because basically they were in the Mediterranean. This was a European cruise, obviously. Nothing happening over here. And they had the rules, which we've heard are going to be the rules here, that you are only allowed to do excursions that are through the cruise line. And this is because they want to limit your exposure to the people that live at that port location, which, hey, I totally get it. If I lived in a port destination and like thousands of people were coming from all over the world, I'd be like, no, keep those people away from me during a pandemic. So this is supposed to help, you know, kind of find the, the those common grounds on that. Well, these people, they didn't like that. So they signed up for the cruise excursion with MSC, but they thought they would be okay if they just kind of went off on their own. You know, people tend to be like that. They think they can do what they want and no big deal. Well, they couldn't. When they got back, they were basically told that they were not welcome back on the ship. They were done. They were done with their cruise. It's not going to happen. So they got kicked off the ship for breaking protocols in port. Pretty interesting. Yeah, don't break the rules. Don't break the rules. I mean, and these are safety rules, right? So those are the most important ones. All right, what is number 17? Next, throwing stuff overboard. Yeah. Yeah, so anything. you can't yeah, throw don't, anything overboard. Don't throw anything overboard. One, the fish don't need to eat it. Yeah. One, it's yes. One, you will get the ire of Kimbra and myself if you're throwing garbage into the ocean. And I would hope you would get the ire of all of our listeners too, because, you know, it's not good for the ocean and for the animals that live there more specifically. But also, there was an Aussie got booted off in Bali, 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 Bali. for for flicking a cigarette butt off the balcony. This is really dangerous. It's fire hazard. Fire hazard. And let me tell you, as somebody that used to drive motorcycles and has been more than once hit in the face or the chest with somebody's lit cigarette that they flicked out of their window, I would like to see these people suffer the full consequences <laughs> of the law. Nothing infuriates me more than, than seeing people do that. And here in Florida, other parts of the United States, in Australia, obviously that can cause forest fires. But on a cruise ship, it can cause uh, a ship fire, which is a big deal. So don't do that. But it's not just cigarette butts, anything. Don't throw anything off of the cruise ship for pollution's sake, for safety's sake. Um, it's not good. There was a guy who somehow released an anchor on the Holland America Rindom 
while traveling from Mexico to Tampa. Now, this was a real extreme case. And apparently he was extremely intoxicated. Yes. Well, you'd have to be. Although, I don't know how you'd even pull that off. I, I don't think he did either, based on <laughs> what I was reading. Yeah. Anyway, he got charged with crimes. Oh, yeah. Stuff. He got charged a lot. He also got also. some psychiatric care. So, yeah. he there was some other things wrong with this person. But, um, but yeah. So, don't throw anything overboard. That's what we're saying. Which leads us to the last one, number 18. Don't throw yourself overboard. <laughs> We've heard these stories, right? The, the first time I heard of it was a guy who jumped off of a, a carnival ship in, back in 2014 in Grand Turk and filmed it, and it went on YouTube, and you know he thought he'd be YouTube famous by doing that. But it's happened since then, and it, of course, always makes big, huge headlines. It's super dangerous. Like, people legit die from jumping off of cruise ships. Like, don't do that. It's not a safe thing to do. But the most famous case is this one here. Yeah. Um, January of 2019. So just a couple years ago, there was a guy that jumped off. He was, like, cruising with a bunch of his friends. And he jumped off and they filmed it and went on social media and stuff. He jumped from, their room was, what, on the 11th deck? Yeah, most of the reports at 11th deck. We did see one that said 9th deck, yeah, but most of them said 11th deck. They were on the Symphony deck. of the Seas in Nassau, so they were in port, and he jumped off, and him and all of his friends got kicked off and banned from Royal Caribbean. And I remember reading, um, like, later he said, like, I thought it would be really cool, but I was in so much pain for, like, weeks. Yeah, but some of the things I saw him talk about it, he said things like he couldn't walk for three days. Right, like he but, was in a ton of pain. From right, it. but he also made it sound like it was totally worth it. Like, yeah, like I don't know if he changed his tune after that, but some of the early interviews were like, I couldn't walk for three days, bro, but like it was totally worth it. I felt like the biggest high of my life, man. Like, I just picture he has that voice. I don't think he did. <laughs> But he was definitely a dude bro kind of guy, which yeah. you, know, you would obviously, you know, he's got, he just has a little bit too much testosterone in the body. Yeah. Got it. That's what my old biology teacher, uh, zoology, we, we would be in this, we were in this little building for the class and it was next to a street where you would get these hot rodders every now and then they'd be like, <coughs> every time we would hear that during class, he would make some like snarky comment about. Um, too much testosterone or something. It, it was funny at the time. It was funny at the time. So, so yeah, what did we miss? Let us know. What are some ways that you could get kicked off a ship? Have you ever been kicked off a ship? Do you know one who's been kicked off of a ship? Let us know, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Okay, well, that was a fun topic. Before we get into the cruise creature, I just want to say that um, we put a poll up on the Fantastic Cruising community asking what your favorite type of episode is or are. Could be more than one answer. And we will leave that up for a while. Hopefully, we'll get lots of people giving us input. You know, what kind of episodes do you like? We got a lot of good feedback from our Sea Turtle episode last week, which we appreciate all of your feedback all the time. That's very helpful to us to kind of steer the podcast and help us decide where we want to take it into the future. So, yeah, with that being said, let's get into our cruise creature. All right, well, today's cruise creature is none other than the land hermit crab. 
Why the land hermit crab, you may ask? Because it is a rule breaker. It is indeed. In many in many senses, it is a rule breaker. Well, how do you see it as a rule breaker? Well, the hermit crab isn't really a crab. That's true. They have quite pleasant dispositions. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't crabby. Oh, oh, oh. I said it's not a crab. It's not a true crab. Yeah, it's not in the true crab group. So there's strike one right there. Breaking the rules. Basically, it's lying. <laughs> I mean, we named it, to be fair. That's true. It's it's not it really. It's false. It, it didn't argue with us, though. But, it just took it and ran with it. It's true. Or crawled. <laughs> more, more of a crawl. Here, here's some other ways that they break the rules. They are animals that that steal other animals' shells. First of all, they have to find a dead snail and move in for protection. They cannot live without the shell of a dead snail or something similar. Usually it's a snail of a dead shell. Shell of a dead snail. <laughs> Do they ever kill the snail or they just find the shell? I never heard of them killing this snail. It would be hard for them to do because another way that they are a rule breaker is that they live on land, or at least the land hermit crabs that we're talking about for today's cruise creature do. We're not just... We're not just land hermit crab... Wow! We're not just talking about hermit crabs in general. <laughs> we are talking about the Caribbean land hermit crab. Or we're Caribbean not just land hermit crabs. Hermit crab. We're people, too. That's right. There are <laughs> there are a lot of different hermit crab species, and most of them are completely aquatic. But there are some that live only on land, like the coconut crab in Madagascar. And in our case, the Caribbean hermit crab. Now, they will steal from other hermit crabs. Hermit crabs are kind of jerks like that. Do they fight? Yeah. Ah, look at that. Rule there's breaking. Like, right? There, there's combat and everything. Because they're very particular about which shell they are in. And the shells don't grow with them, so they have to find a new shell whenever they do grow. And these guys are pretty adorable. And you can find them throughout a good portion of the Caribbean, definitely along the coast of South and Central America, as well as in Florida. Although I will be honest with you, I've never seen a land hermit crab in Florida, ever. I think maybe in the Keys you would find them. I don't think they're around our area, though. Okay. This, the books say they are, but I'm just telling you. Well, if As somebody who's been here it. for a long time and in the habitat of the hermit crab a lot, I've never seen one. So um, there are pictures of thousands or hundreds of them on beaches, and they're usually in places like Belize. The only place I've ever seen a live land hermit crab was in Honduras hmm. at Maya Key in Honduras. Oh, cool. I was very excited because it was, you know, I saw little prints, little tracks in the sand, and I was like, those look like hermit crab tracks. And I followed them and found a hermit crab. <laughs> it was super exciting. I felt like Scooby-Doo. So that was pretty cool. Scooby-Doo? Yeah. yeah. Does Scooby-Doo like... Ruby-Doo! Snacks? Yes. Ruby snacks. <laughs> you just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I know. As soon as I said it, I knew that was going to happen. But look, these guys will eat just about anything they find that is not going to get away from them. So that's normally things that are not alive. Rotting fruits, rotting fish rotting crabs 
They'll eat it. They are detritivores. That means they eat detritus. And detritus is a nice, pleasant word that means stuff that's rotting and gross. So that's they have an important job. You think, ew, gross, they eat rotting dead fish and fruits. Well, guess what? If they weren't around to do that, what do you think the beach would look like? Smelly. Mm-hmm. So you should it think. It would look smelly. Think those. It would look smelly. Thank your detritivores that they exist and they're willing to eat those things that you don't want to smell or look at or taste or whatever. Ew. Yeah, right? Now, here's another way that they're kind of rule breakers. These are little crustaceans that are good at climbing trees. The land hermit crab, the Caribbean land hermit crab, which is also known as the soldier crab or the West Atlantic crab, or the tree crab, or the purple pincher, these guys are really good at climbing trees. They have strong, grippy legs, and um, they can climb really well. They are very commonly found in souvenir shops and stuff. That is one place I've seen them in Florida to be given, or not given, sold as pets. And I will tell you that personally, um, I'm not I'm not in favor of this because most people do not keep them properly. And so most of the hermit crabs that get bought as pets, they're they're sold more as a pet that's like a little souvenir than an actual animal that needs to be cared for. And most of them don't live more than a few months, which is really unfortunate because nobody's captive breeding her land hermit crabs in, you know, the in human care. That's not something that's happening because basically the way that they reproduce is the male comes along and they put a little sperm packet in the female shell and then she lays her eggs, fertilizes the eggs, and then she goes out to the water. As soon as the eggs touch the water, they hatch and they're off to become plankton and they drift around eating other plankton until they get big enough and they drift to land and they become adult land hermit crabs. But the problem is... You can't even do this really in a, in a laboratory or captive environment because the, you can't really replicate that plankton cycle very well. And hermit crabs can't even be underwater. Land hermit crabs can't even be underwater. Like if you keep a land hermit crab as a pet, you have to provide it with a small water dish, one that has fresh water and one that has salt water with a sponge in it so they won't drown. That's how fragile these things can be now they can be kept successfully i mean i've kept them in places i've worked and we've kept them for years and years and years but uh when you go to every gift store and see how many are sold it's just not it's a very uh irresponsible way to sell animals as pets that's that's what i'm going to say about that I'm against it. Unless you are really interested in hermit crabs and you want to really do the research in time and keep them in a proper way. If you are, then I say go for it. Otherwise, please don't just be in a gift shop, see one and with your kid and go, oh, okay, we'll take three of those and the little, yeah, don't, don't do that. Okay, don't do that. But anyway, the land hermit crab is a really cool animal. And if you are fortunate enough to see one, you know, get down and look at it, take some pictures of it. They are really cool because they got little eyes on stalks and little antennas and I don't know. They're just cute little things. They are. Anything you want to add about the land hermit crab? Mm, No. Okay. Well then I guess that's going to finish up this episode. 
That's the end? That is the end. I mean, we are at about a minute, a minute and a 15 seconds. No, how about an hour and 15 minutes or so? Wow, you're having a hard time with this today, aren't I you? I am having a real hard time. All right. Well, on that note, let's head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in after the closing song. Look, we're going to talk about one of our favorite things to talk about right now, which is Luna the Lizard. We uh, we went to Repticon today because it was in town, and we didn't come home with any new animals as pets. We did come home with a lot of animals, though. Quite yes. a few. Like, More than we've ever come home with. Like um, Hundreds. Yeah, hundred. well. I mean, not live ones. But live ones, we came home with, I want to say, about 74. Yep, 74. 74 live animals we brought home with us. And and uh, another 75 dead ones. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're talking about food for Luna and the other animals here. We got some um, different things. We'll tell you about that in a second. We also got Luna's new cage, her big habitat for her to live in. Six foot by three foot by three foot. Came on a truck on a pallet. We had to take the day off to get it off the truck and build it. And now it's built. And we're actually going after this to build a stand with a friend so that we can set it up so that Reno doesn't bother her all the time. And so she's at a better level. We can see her. Yes. But, uh, but we went to Repticon and we basically bought what do we get? We got we got mice. That's that's the dead stuff we're talking about. But they're they're frozen. And then we bought these things called hornworms, which are actually a moth caterpillar, I believe. It's like a green caterpillar. Yeah, thing. definitely a caterpillar. I'm pretty sure it's a moth species. And then uh, we also got some superworms, which are a beetle larva. They're kind of gross looking. Mealworms, yeah. But and we got some cactus. Yes. And we we just kind of brought it in and we put a little sample two worms of each you know the hornworms two of the mealworms and two pieces of cactus and we presented them to luna to see if she was interested we'll put them on her plate yes and she tore it up she went crazy yes especially for the cactus she loved the cactus i mean she was she made such a mess okay so normally we don't feed her in her little unit where she lives right now because normally we get her on the floor and stuff, but uh, but we just we're just putting this little plate in, right? So we're standing above. She's in a forty breeder, which is eighteen inches tall, and then we're standing over that. So probably another. We've got it on a table, so I don't know, maybe like thirty inches above it. She is flipping this cactus so hard, like she bites it and flips it around that it actually stuck to my face. She threw it up out of her aquarium. And it stuck to my face. <laughs> Luckily, it was the cactus and not the worm. <laughs> Although I wouldn't have cared. You would have been grossed out. I would not have been okay yeah. with that. But uh, but yeah, so she's so she's enjoying that. So we got some good food for her. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. All right. Cool.